0: Town Hall Academy, episode 85.
1: Building the best technical team you can. And I guarantee you, if you do, you will make millions in the next 10 years in this industry. If you don't, you might be out of business. That's the threshold that we have right now.
0: Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, hi. So nice to have you engaged in the Aftermarket's Premier podcast and Town Hall Summit, serving a dedicated aftermarket community with such a remarkable resource. Carm Capriato here presenting 21 tips to gain an edge over your competition, and this is part three. This will make 68 tips presented to you in three parts since we started them in August of 2017. Hey, I want to let you know that there's a huge offer for you at the end of the episode. It's worth $1,000. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank Jasper Engines and Transmissions for making the weekly Town Hall Academy free for all aftermarketers. You know a family keeps their vehicle an average of 11-plus years. So where would be the first place to turn when the drivetrain fails? Why, Jasper, of course. A vehicle is a major purchase. It should be trusted to a 100% associate-owned company for quality remanufactured products. You were asking for a compilation of the books we discuss in the over 400 episodes, and you know what? It didn't fall on deaf ears. You will now find on the website a special page dedicated to the books we discuss. As my friend Barry Barrett always says, leaders are readers, and you can now click on a book and get the full essence of it, and even add it to your collection. Check it out, find the books discussed, in the content library at RemarkableResults.biz books. With me in today's part three is the same crew that started in part one. Todd Westerlin, CEO of Kakui, Jeremy O'Neill, Freedom Automotive in Hesperia, California, and president and lead sales trainer for Advisor Fix, and Mark Goldsmith from Mark's Independent Service in Chatsworth, California. You'll find a list of the tips discussed in this episode on the show notes page and links to my guests' previous episodes and also links to part one and part two. All of the episodes are linked together, so you'll have no problem finding them so that you can take advantage of the challenge offered at the end from Todd Westerland. And also, Mark Goldsmith mentioned his accountability card. Find a download for it on the show notes page, remarkableresults.biz slash A085. Now, here's part three of 21 tips to gain an edge over your competition and listen for the $1,000 challenge from Todd Westerlin from Kikui at the end of the episode. Today, 21 tips on getting an edge over your competition. Everybody bring up your fingers, part three, and all of these guys were with me in part one, part two, and now part three. Over the last year, we've been able to pull off three of these and just so welcome to uh, this summit for the forever aftermarket student. So let's start, Todd, let's let's hammer it home. Let's take tip number one for today.
2: let's tear into it. We got a lot to cover here. And uh, uh, the first one I would say is um, look at making your text, uh, essentially you could say everybody in the company, let's just focus on text, making them a referral source. And a lot of times uh, I think back at my days as a tech, and they would say, I think we got $100, or maybe there was like a little $20 gift card or something we got if we, you know, uh, referred somebody that spent, you know, say X amount. And, you know, the issue with that was a lot of times I was out and we just didn't get a big return on it. So I'd hear some shop owners go, ah, it can't be done. No, nah, no, nah, it can't be done. Well, what if you told that same technician? I'll give you a million dollars. If you refer somebody, guess what? You're going to get a ton. So it can be done. You just have to adjust that 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 kind of uh, promotion there. So uh, when I was looking at kind of the researching tip one here, there is Cancun trips right now for 589 bucks, all inclusive. Um, I don't think the flight was included, but still. Um, and I thought, if I was a technician and I was working with six other folks and I got one extra week in at this Cancun trip, but and you can make the numbers work out, figure out how much it would take to pay for the trip, tech, pay for the tech's time off. Could we get them all? And just techs were kind of a little competitive, you know? So I'd be going to Jeremy, like, Just slid into 19. Looks like I'm going to Cancun. And Jeremy would be going, You know, I'm at 15 right now, but you better look out for the sandbag coming. Mm -hmm. And it could work. So
0: it's a great idea. I mean, referral. I mean, bring, we, 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 the, the networks are big inside of our own worlds. It's, it's just, it's a great idea. Referral network, text. Love it. Thank you for that one, Todd. Jeremy, what's up?
1: Yes. Hey, uh, so to piggyback that, look at walk around marketing on tip one. Um, man, if you have six checks going out to lunch every day and they all ask the person that takes their money, hey, how's your car running? And each one of them brings a car back, uh, we might have to expand the business. So hey, it's just a, a that's 1A for you guys right there, walk around marketing. Make sure everybody has their business cards. Hey, uh, tip two for me is uh, the fortune is in the follow-up. And understand this, we spend a ton of money marketing to get the phone to ring, to get customers to come to our shop. What I've discovered through service advisor coaching and training is this. Service advisors will have a mental block where they get busy, we're reacting all day long. So customer call says, hey, how much for X, Y, and Z? Mr. Customer, I'm a little tied up right now, let me do this. Let me get your information, I'll call you right back. We never call people right back. So the challenge is this, have a lead sheet, make sure you're tracking your leads and understand that your fortune is in your follow-up and follow up with people. I called a customer the other day just out of the blue, I was at the airport as actually yesterday, and I said, hey, I need to call John Dugan. Called him up. Hey, John, how's the vehicle running? Oh, we're getting ready to go camping. We need to bring it in. It turned into a $2,500 sale simply by making that quick follow-up phone call. So your fortune lies where? In your follow-up. Make sure you are following up and get get it systematized so you can actually do it.
0: Thanks, Jeremy. Mark, I love this next tip.
3: First of all, and Jeremy, you're absolutely right about the follow-up calls. We get a lot of return cars when we call all our customers back, see how they're doing say, hey, like the same thing, we're going on a trip, I'm going to bring it back in to do the extra work that we had it done. And it really helps a lot to keep the shop going. That's, that is very true. And every service writer should do that. And every owner should take time and call their customers too, if they have that kind of time, which I do every Tuesday morning. It's my, or Thursday morning is my homework day.
0: Let me stop for a moment and, and really nail that one. When you pick a certain day, okay, just to let you know, I was in chaos land, building the podcast, taking any possible day of the week and any time to do recordings. And I just decided Tuesday was the day. Well, it really helped, you know, get me focused and and, and get it get it to work for me. I, I got a whole much lot more production out of it. So I love your tip, Mark. You know, if your day is Thursday for follow-up and follow-through and phone calls, it's your discipline. You know, Wednesday night when you put the head on the pillow, you know what day tomorrow is. Yes. Yeah. How cool Perfect. is that?
3: Okay, we, uh, we've we gone paperless invoices and estimates. It's been working really good. <laughs> it was really hard to get used to, and we're still working on it. But I tell you, it, 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 it streamlines a lot of uh, time, takes a lot of time away. Customers are loving it, just emailing everybody because that's a new thing. You email it to people. They don't want to be... Oh, well, they take that piece of paper, they throw it in the car, they never look at it again. Mm-hmm. So we're doing... We do with all the regular the new customers we are giving paper to, but now since they did pass that regulation yesterday, so now we're 100% legal. So they can sign the tablet and it's legal. So that's it. Really helps a lot. Does help
0: a lot. That's great news. By the way, um, it was approved yesterday in California. Electronic estimates and invoices. Am yeah. right? And how how exciting for California? Um, such a such a big automotive aftermarket um, market for us out there. Thank you. Thank you so oh, much. Oh man, that. that means I've been uncompliant for the last eighteen months. Mm. <laughs> well, you're in Hesperia. You're you're up in the desert. They don't they don't know you exist up there. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Here's the point. The, one of the points that I loved in, in Mark's tip about paperless invoices and estimates that it really goes to. And why would it be a tip to be electronic and DVI and all that compliant? I mean, what, what, so Todd, what is it? Ten percent of the industry is moving in that direction, and there's so much upside, and we can't hammer it. We can't ha- hammer it home enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's growing quite a bit. So in it's,
1: in it's, farming- all the education. I'm sorry I just I can't hold my tongue back on this. One. It's it's the consumers that are driving it. The way that we buy as a society has shifted and we're, I love our industry but at the same time I want to smack it upside the head because we there's so many shops that are still using technology that was built in 1980 and it's time. Consumers are demanding a different sales process. They don't want to be sold the same way we've been selling for the last 20 to 30 years. It is absolutely time to deliver on demand. Get rid of the telephone. Let your systems do things right. There will be a day where my phone doesn't ring my shop, and I will be so happy because the cash will just pour in automatically. So the consumers are driving a car. It's, it's, and, and, and I think, Mark, I applaud you. And going back to that tip real quick, you are going to get two steps forward, five back, but keep pushing
3: because you've got to push through. Consumers are demanding it today. And they love it when I come out with an iPad to their car. They're, yeah. When we take pictures, they're, they're extremely, this is great. They love it. It really helps a lot. And then the trust cuts comes in there, right there, when they have all that done there. It really
0: helps. So right now, everyone, it's a competitive advantage. And if you don't get on board, it'll be a competitive disadvantage. Someday.
4: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Carm Capriato here with Ron Haugen of Westside Auto Pros. Ron, are Jasper product improvements important when deciding to buy your next engine or transmission?
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Not only important for me, because I know that I'm gonna put a product in a vehicle that's gonna last, uh, but they're important for my customer. Uh, My customer's already got an engine that's failed, maybe because a component was under-engineered, and Jasper's gone in and found that and fixed that. And if somebody's committing to the kind of investment to put an engine in their vehicle, they're gonna want the best one they can get.
0: Hey, Ron, what could you tell me about Jasper's customer service?
4: Jasper's customer service is above and beyond pretty much any of the vendor's customer service that we use. There's been times that I've often thought we we need to hire whoever trains Jasper's staff to come train my staff. I mean, from, from the initial phone call to if there's a warranty problem, a question, a, a technical issue, uh, they, they answer the phone and you're immediately talking to the person that can help
0: you. Hey, Ron, thanks for your insights on Jasper.
4: Thanks for asking.
0: Jeremy, developing the best auto repair team you can have for your money.
1: Yeah, so so right now what I'm looking at is it's all about your technical team. Okay, so let's talk about automotive repair and technicians. So what I'm talking about is... And this is what I found at Freedom Auto Repair. We've struggled recently with fixing cars right. I have a postcard I send out to customers to say, Freedom Auto Repair, we fix it right the first time. I've had a couple come back where the customer crossed out first and put third or fourth, right, as a joke. And But I take that to heart because our job is to fix the car right the first time. Now, the next five years, our competitive advantage is going to be the shop, if you're in general automotive, you have to be able to fix the cars that you touch right the first time and your profit is going to be driven from the speed of service, speed of diagnostic, getting to the root cause analysis faster. So right now I've taken 50 percent of my time and I'm segmenting it to developing my technical team. We're doing in-house lunch trainings. We're doing morning meetings. I'm taking it, when I go to these court, uh, these conferences. I borrow workbooks. Uh, Sorry, Rob Morell, if you're wondering where all the books went from the last conference, they're at my (laughs) shop. Um, Because there's knowledge there now, the application of it. We do case studies each week. I make each one of my technicians do a case study. What did you find? How did you come up with this root cause analysis? Teach us, train us. We're all in this together. And guess what? They know we now have an accountability report. And if your comeback ratio from your cause of not following our process is higher than 5%, you're out. I'm bringing somebody else in. I am not pulling down my technician now. I'm going to keep recruiting technicians. And if I can put a better player on the field, I'm going to do that. I'm sorry. It's cold hearted. But when I walk across the the property line at my shop, my heart stays on the sidewalk and it's business. And I've got to put that team together right now. Everybody deserves it. So it's all about building the best technical team you can. And I guarantee you, if you do you will make millions in the next 10 years in this industry. If you don't, you might be out of business. That's the threshold that we have right now. So get in, make it work, get the best team possible, or get out. (laughs) Sorry. You're right. Oh my gosh, I've silenced everybody. Thanks guys, have a great day. I'll see y'all later.
0: (laughs) We're we're still absorbing what you said. We're still still making it into something.
3: Well, Jeremy, you're absolutely right. I've gone through two technicians and in six weeks. And I'm not the only one. Thank you, Mark. I I and I actually got, I actually got another one coming on my, this next Monday, starting another another technician. There, these two last two technicians were master techs.
1: Wow. I, don't know.
3: I guess they can pass tests. That's all I can figure. So, you know,
1: and it's I'm not sure. just the independent world that's struggling. The dealerships are struggling, Mark, that Volvo we did the transmission on, I bought it from okay. Volvo. I towed it down 45 miles to have Volvo program it. I get a call the next day, guess what the service writer says? We can't program the new TCM in this thing. And I'm like, okay, so what do you do? He says, well, it's gonna be about three weeks. I gotta have the rep come out, verify it's bad, then we can submit for a warranty claim and get the new TCM. I'm like, the customer's not gonna be out of the car for three weeks. I said, hey, go to your parcel, you have the old one there, pull it off of the core, they use the old TCM on it, so it, it is tough. We're in a very challenging market, but it's not just limited to our industry, right. this realm. The dealerships are struggling too, so. Oh yeah, guaranteed.
0: Great yeah. guys, yeah. thanks. Jeremy, uh, we talk on the show a lot about raising labor rates. So many guests have come on and you know says, hey, what's the biggest thing you've done this year? La- raising my labor rates twice. And, uh, and we hear it a lot. Why would it be a tip today? Okay, uh,
1: Freedom Auto Repair, January 2nd, 2017 to today, our labor rate has increased 73%. I've increased my labor rate 73% in the last 20 months. I'm more conservative on parts pricing. The part is a commodity. If I sell you a water pump, it is a commodity. 85% of consumers will check pricing sometime before the authorization or after the authorization. What I'm finding on our case studies is shops that have a super high GP on parts They're starting to lose the customer attrition battle, meaning, Uh, yes, they're banging out some big sales. Long term, it's unwinding because half of their customers are checking pricing after the transaction and they feel that you overcharge them for the commodity. However, my labor is a specialized labor force that has specialized knowledge, skill, and expertise that you cannot duplicate anywhere. And I deserve to get paid for our resources, our talent and the tooling that we have to solve your concern, Mr. Customer, yes, our labor is expensive, but I guarantee you it's worth it, and we back that up with our hassle-free warranty, you're gonna be thrilled, let me have your keys, I'll get your car fixed as soon as I can. So I'm pushing labor rates, I'm gonna make a prediction, we're gonna see independent repair shop labor rates at close to $200 in the next two years, and our shop in Hesperia, California, is leading the charge to get it there. Uh, October 1st, we're taking our labor rate up even higher, we're doing another increase, and I have quarterly
0: increases planned for the next two years to get us there. So did you change your uh, labor gross margin uh, matrix in in your uh, SMS?
1: Uh, it, yes. So the, the growth, and here's, to get to that point, Carm, I think we have to drive our profits from labor sales because
0: of what's going on in the world of retailing and stuff. There's going to be continued downward pressure on our parts pricing. I get that. But, but you, but you went ahead, you went inside and said, listen, if the part costs me a hundred bucks, you're going to have a different m- a margin based on price, uh, the cost of the part.
1: Uh, so how I came up with my labor where it needs to be is I had an increase in tech pay. Okay. So I started offering more to my technicians. Cause if you talk to technicians, we don't offer enough pay. And you know, like Matt Fanzo said, we expect our techs to be smart enough to fix these cars, but dumb enough to accept our pay plan. Well, I fixed that. Okay. With that, my cost of labor went up. I'm more conservative on parts. So I'm a little bit lower than traditional 20 group models out there. Okay, And I don't want to get into very no, specific. No, I get it. Um, but at the same time, yes, that labor rate's going up. And I, I believe $200 is going to be where we need to be to to attract the proper talent, to be able to pay these technicians 50 to $60 an hour is what they deserve. And if I was a technician who was good at diagnosing vehicles,
0: I would want 50 bucks an hour, just where I'm at. We have discussed this in the past, this exact thing that you are actually implementing. Um, glad to hear it, Jeremy, thank you. Hey Todd, it was about, um, I don't know, six, seven months ago, it was December 26th that we did part two. And if you recall, you wore your Santa hat. I don't know
2: what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: He wore that his Santa me. hat. Yeah, And yeah. And, uh, and it was uh, it was great and and we talked about some holiday stuff. Uh, now we're we're nearing the holiday season. You got any ideas?
2: You know, um, I was thinking back into uh, back in my shop. I actually I can't remember the exact promotion. But I remember over here a gentleman say, I always wait to uh, you know, at this time of year to make sure I come in to the shop because you guys have given me my turkeys my last three years. <laughs> and so it's probably something to the effect of if there was any work that you didn't finish up, any declined work or recommended work, you know, if you got that done by the end of the year, maybe give a turkey. Um, I think one year we do Christmas trees also. So um, there is some, some ways that you can, uh, you know, become that, I was thinking that guy, three years. Well, you know, that's gotta work. So I'd, I'd hand it over to Mark. Do you have any others, that, any other ones always, to add
3: into that too? Well, we did an Easter basket thing last yeah. this, this, oh, nice. this year. We it right. worked out great. It actually worked out where, when people do services then they come in, they come in, they get a pick an Easter, you know, a little egg with, they have a chocolate in there and little little thing that we made. But it was the thing about it is that if we sold them air filter, most of them would get an air filter. <laughs> so we changed and put some else in there. Most The highest thing we put in there was the oil service, which we put a couple in there about out of 100. And, of course, we, we, the, the winners, the, the, the customers that really didn't need that, but they kept it. They're coming back and they're using them now. But it people loved it. They asked for their egg and they got a little chocolate and a little free wipers or, you know, something like that. So it really helped. So we're going to do something like that again. For Christmas you like
0: just that. don't know what turns people on yeah and then for Christmas
3: is gonna be a little different probably it might be a you know a gift card to Starbucks or something like that or you know, just a just a like a Visa card you know something something like a, a little, little more special for
0: Christmas nice Wow here's the thing it doesn't cost a lot of money and yet the memories are there and the connection is there. The relationship is built. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to, going to Todd's shop uh, sometime. Maybe I'll wait till the after Thanksgiving. So his Christmas thing is really kicked in. And I'm going to get that uh, that alignment done and buy those tires because I'm getting a turkey. <laughs> there we go. Damn, you never know. Jeremy, Yes, sir. Make, make it easy to do business with me, right?
1: Absolutely. One of the things I love is utilizing, I love trigger words, trigger phrases. Uh, In your warranty, we all have great warranties, uh, local, nationwide, uh, two-year, 24, 336, all that stuff. But that doesn't really mean anything to the customer. What I love is a hassle-free warranty. And basically, what I love saying that term hassle-free means if you have a problem, we are going to take care of you. So basically, throughout our trainings, we plant these trigger words so the service providers can actually deliver that to the customer when they're on the fence. Hey, look, we have a, a nationwide hassle-free warranty. You made the right decision, you're at the right shop, but let's just move forward and get this thing done. And it works amazingly well. And then you gotta back it up. So backing it up, a little bit harder, but just remember, put the customer first, the dollars will follow.
0: Hassle-free, it's, yeah. it's just too simple. Two words. Wow. Powerful. So you
1: didn't want to go and take care of everything, right, today, Carm? We'll just get it done for you. Please. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Jeremy, can Please. you make it hassle-free for me? Piece of cake. We'll even deliver it back to you when we're done. How's that? Wow. All right. Love it. Mark, I love this accountability cards. Tell me about it.
3: Well, we started, uh, I, I noticed some things, I, I usually check most all the cars. I noticed some little things weren't 100%. Like, you know, a fingerprint, something wasn't down, the clock wasn't set. So I made a card hanger goes on the customer's car and we're done. Where we uh, the, the technicians take accountability to make sure the dash is clean, all no fingerprints, windows are done, you know, the side mirrors are done, and then uh, the clocks, every all the stuff they they actually check it and they put their initials on it. And then and I get in the car and I drive it and I'm the last person to put my name on top of it. And and customers love it. I had one lady go all excited. She came out. And I took a picture with her with that card. She was so excited. And it's, it's helped a lot with the cars leaving here clean without a problem. The guys, the guys get busy, they'll forget. And, then, and now they see it and they do it. So it happens. I like hey, Carm, can you put that in the show notes if Mark sent you a copy of it?
0: I'd sure. love it, yes. I, I would be more than happy, Mark. Send me, uh, g- take a picture of it or scan it or I something. I can send it
3: right to you, Jeremy. It's no problem at all. All right. and but I'll, I got a question I, about your, 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 your labor and your tech thing. I mean, the park thing. But,
0: <laughs> but can, we, can, we, can we share it with all the listeners, Mark? Yes, we can. Yeah, I can. Uh, you want a me guy. to
3: get, get your, take a picture of it or take yep. show you right Some, now?
0: Something like that. Something like that would okay. be great. And, and, and I'll put it in the show notes for people to be able to download okay. it. I'll, I'd be okay, more I'll than be happy dead. to okay. do that. Jeremy, I love your next tip.
1: Hey, I got another tip before that. With Jasper, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jasper has a wonderful estimating tool on their online catalog for shops. Service providers can quote an engine or transmission replacement literally in under 30 seconds if they're logged into your system. So if you don't have your login, call your Jasper up, get it, because it helps me every single day. Moving right along. Tip uh, on my list is fire the person you know you need to remove from your organization. So look, we're building a team, and... Inevitably, there's always somebody that needs to go, and if you if you're out there and you're holding on to that person, it's not going to work. They are who they are. They've shown you who they are. If you've tried to modify behavior, human behavior is one of the hardest things on this planet to change. So if you have somebody you've been holding on to, just rip the bandaid off and make it happen. And I know it's funny. I got a I got a response back, a feedback form from one of our classes last week and one of the girls said i would be so afraid to work for him because i get kind of intense and passionate when i talk about uh you know the the things that we're going through Uh, but i'm a nice guy to work with as long as you do your job um but we all have people that are holding us back so look let that person move on to what's next in their life and it opens up a spot for the person who could be your perfect employee to get your business to that next level so my message fire the person you don't need to be gone
0: thank you todd i'm going to um plant my tongue firmly in my cheek and said that Jeremy just said the perfect thing.
2: (laughs) Wow! Connecting the dots there. You're pretty. That's pretty funny. Um,
1: That was a good segue. Yeah, that
2: was really good. I I love these. uh, Each of these tips. We really cover so much ground, and it's really just picking the. the, We we have so many between all four of us. Really picking the the best of the best there. This one comes from. um, You know, I'm a. Old school rocker guy, so I, I don't hide that. I got album covers all over my office and things like that. So there's actually the uh, basis for the old band, Quiet Riot. His name is Rudy Sarzo. And Rudy Sarzo will put little uh, tips and stuff about music on his Facebook. But one of the things he does is he passionately posts the pets one a week, sometimes two a week. They're in the local shelter that need to be, uh, you know, to find a kind of forever home. And there's something about it is I was just watching it. I would look and go, oh, you know, he's in San Antonio. But I keep going, I could, I wonder if I could, uh, you know, adopt that dog. You know, I wonder if I could adopt that one. And not so not so much that you're going, oh, I wish I could adopt them all. But there's a part of it that it just made me listen to him a little bit more. And I thought, you know, this would be a great thing of a shop took the local shelter, and then just again, kind of featured Pets for Adoption, and then give it the the pet name, some kind of a neat little uh, automotive term too. So this is, you know, sprocket or, or wrench getter or, you know, uh, nut job, you know, who knows? You sparky. All sorts things, so much fun. Yeah, there you go. So Sparky, that's an excellent one. So, yeah. My thoughts are
0: excellent. Let's follow that up with uh, maybe running a contest about that idea.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. That's that's a you know, I love it when I see a shop has a uh, a pet is a mascot and they wrap it into the branding and comes out really well. But we always have to remember that's just one or two maybe for the shop. What about the customers that come to the shop? You know, there's so many of us love our pets you know, like our kids or or they are our kids, you know, I've got a new puppy, Bruce, who eats everything. Um, but uh, he's, he's, you know, he's my baby. And uh, I would post that on Mark's, you know, if Mark had a competition, I would be like, oh, I got to get a picture of Bruce in there. So in <laughs> that really, again, um, we're just looking at ways to, also bond with the customers in, in any way to build, you know, continue building that family and that really good feel other than here's something that's 1995. So maybe they win something that's 1995, but, and then that can even be another conversation point at the counter too.
0: Yep. It has nothing to do with you giving me money. I love it. The, the ladies that come into the shop, Mark, what do you do special for them?
3: Well, you we got fresh flowers on the counter. They, love, they seem to love it. And, um, and it's just that the, you know, and of course, Colleen's one, they like them, like her much better than me. And, uh, and it's just the freshness of the flowers and how she talks to them and and how we meet and greet them and stuff. And that's the main thing we do. Most of our customer base is ladies now. It's mostly ladies. And it really helps where... They're relaxed. They trust you. you. Got a clean shop, nice bathrooms. You know the whole thing. It's that that's the mainly thing we do, and we don't let them. We get them where they have to go. The whole thing. You know, it's either Uber, I drive them, or we pick up the car at their house and bring it here and figure, bring it back if they have no time. That's what.
0: okay. What do you think, guys? Should we do a selfie of what we're doing here? Just <laughs> <Yes>. did it. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you think, Jeremy? I love
1: You know, it's interesting how we just tied all this together. So talking, you know, Todd's tip about, you know, sponsoring a pet at the uh, week, having a contest, marks, flowers. Well, we have to understand we are in the social world. Now, one of the things that, you know, you'll hear me talk about is getting, I don't spend very much money on marketing or Freedom Auto Repair. And we're trying fringe things, but it is a social world. So my idea is selfie, selfie, selfie. Get involved, get rid of the can post. Pictures, videos are huge. Get your staff involved. So, Mark, I'm thinking, do you guys take a picture of the weekly you know, uh, arrangement and have a conversation like that on Facebook? Because that could get the people that love flowers mm-hmm. really involved in your That's business. A great idea. And, great idea. You know, yeah. Maybe you have a customer, hey, do you want to sponsor the weekly flower uh, arrangement this week? And now you get other local businesses coming in. So this is all stuff that doesn't cost cash to do but we tie in deeper to the grassroots community. And also I'm thinking pets, right? Okay, somebody comes in with their dog. Yeah, give the dog a biscuit, great. That does no marketing for you. Right. Put the dog in a car with his paws up on the steering wheel and it's a car that you want to track. Like if I want to work on Audis, it's an Audi A4, the dog's driving the Audi. I got a picture of the Audi with the shop and the dog, and then I can tag the customer and all that. Look how this all goes viral. It's. I mean, Mm -hmm. your day could be spent capturing these magic moments within, we have so much content available within these walls out here, and we're neglecting it. We're paying some of these companies to do canned standard posts that are on 100 different websites. Stop the madness, get personal, share your story with the world, and watch how it explodes your business. Mm -hmm.
0: It's great. I love the passion that's coming out in this part three. Thank you all so much. Mark, meet and greets. Uh, talk to me about how, how you engage with your customers and businesses.
3: We're getting a lot of looky-loos, and we're, we're, asking, we're just inviting them inviting in the shop to talk to see how clean the shop is and all the equipment we have. And We have a lot of people actually come in to see the shop, driving home from work or something, and they really enjoy it. That, that It's really working out. We're, we get a lot of appointments from that, people just coming by, talking to Colleen mostly. Then we then we give them a little tour of the shop, and they see the equipment we have for the OEM stuff in their cars. It's not it's not fly by stuff. with the parts we use, and they really like it. That's it's working it's great. So it's just asking them to come in. And a lot of service riders, I don't know, Jeremy. They, they don't ask them. I, it's in our script for calling to ask them to come in if they're a little iffy on anything like that. And they, you know, if they have time, we invite them in for coffee, snacks. You know, we got the whole thing upstairs now, but no Red Bull. But uh. We have a little- <laughs> Was it cost too much money?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Colleen drinks them all. It wasn't Red Bull in, in part one. I, it I was. Just get, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They got the good stuff in there. I got yeah. them all. I got them all listed in front of me here. I mean, it's just yeah. wow. Well, it works
3: really well. It does. Try it's something new. We tried it, something new. It does work. It helps. Cool.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey, one really important thing is that when we actually put the show notes out, and you go to any one of the parts, you'll be able to link to any one of the part one, two, or three. I'll make that easy. Inside of the website for people to do, um, hey, it's hassle free. It's oh god, yeah. yes! That that's <laughs> I live for that, Jeremy. Thank you, thank you. Um, you had mentioned your our next tip already, <laughs> and, and and I and I love it. I, you know, go ahead and repeat this. So give the customer what they
1: want without having to pick up the phone. And that's funny, the phone rings right on cue. I mean, it's just <laughs> amazing how that works. Uh, but you know, we have one of the brightest minds in the industry, Todd Wessel and CEO of Kakui. Kakui is a company that is pushing things. They're trying things. They're developing new stuff. I, Todd looks at big data. They understand what consumers want. And you know, for me, for instance, we we do a lot of uh, again fringe stuff. We put a button on our website on Wednesday, which is book now. Click, and here's the thing, pricing's transparent, don't be afraid to give it out upfront, and I know we have to see the car before I can give you an accurate price, Mr. Customer. Customers don't wanna hear that today. Within five minutes, we had an appointment booked, we never talked to the customer. So consumers are driving things from their cell phone, mobilized, give the customers what they want. So here's what I say, book now appointment, chat with us, text with us, get pricing transparent right online, I'm gonna give you everything you want, our reputation is going to show you that we are the best and every 90 days we're put to the test and we're going to keep our ratings super high. So you, call the, you, you didn't call the right shop, you found the right shop through whatever media and I'm going to make it super easy. I'm going to make it hassle-free to do business with us.
0: Todd, I have to ask you a question. Is, is there a movement for chat on shop websites? You
2: just have to watch the SEO factor of that when those chat uh, boxes pop up. you can actually bring down the conversion rate because at the core, let's say if I chat with Jeremy on a chat, okay um, depending on your skills, closing ratio maybe yeah could be good. If I call Jeremy and talk to him on the phone, I guarantee you I am bringing my my car in because he can hear my voice, he can hear my stress, he can hear certain things. You can't get through chat, so there's a little bit more in that. Although some people just want to chat, they they're they're almost scared to kind of call because Jeremy will be so good and get you into the shop. So it's kind of have this noise. So you gotta you gotta every shop's a little different, and you gotta kind of work with your
0: whole Process. Maybe we should do a show on on that customer interaction with the websites and stuff. That would be something. I'm in on that one. All right. Okay, guys, just let's do part four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really good. Well, thank you for that. Real interesting. Uh, Mark, counter displays.
3: Oh, it helps a lot, especially when the customers come in and they need a timing belt. Great job. We have these little displays we can show them and they can touch it themselves. it really works good. We show them how, why we want to replace a water pump. They go, why are we water pumping? So the belt goes around the water pump. And they go, oh, that's why. I said, I guarantee you, we'll do a time belt next month. Your water pump's going to leak. I guarantee you that. And uh, and, and they go, okay, we might as well do it. It's, it's, you know, you can show them where, how much it saves them. So you have to the job apart again. It really helps me to show the customer. You know, And all these digital things they have nowadays and they have a video on, people see it when you send it to them. They have a great job. They want to understand that. It really works out good. I get a lot of compliments on her digital stuff, especially to this, like, on the counter. That's
0: great. Thank you for that. Well, it's the season. He's at the five, he's at the 10, he's at the 15, he's at the 20. Todd, any idea on how to bring sports into the picture?
2: We, we've talked a lot about social media. And uh, like Jeremy was saying, watch the canned content and too many. And I watch 3,000 uh, Facebook shops uh, through my Facebook. And so if somebody has one canned content wiper blade promotion, I'll see it come through my Facebook feed like 200 times. Like, oh, okay. Um, so, so in watching that can be a benefit, not saying that, that completely throw that out. But if you're not having some custom content in there, I think that's very important too. But also don't overdo it. Sometimes there'll be this page of stuff in there. What you're looking at is bond with your customer and just be a resource and you don't have to go over the top. So let's just say we put the sports scores in there, okay? Um, I love how uh, you know Greg Buckley and what is was it, the Jets, Eagles? I don't. I'm just being messing with me. He's going nuts. Just yeah, the no, things, yeah, it's the screen Raiders. It's the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just put the just put the <laughs> scores um, of the football game. Just win or lose. That's it. Here was just a score. And sometimes, as I'm going through my day, maybe I'm looking at social media. And I don't have time to read a news report or I don't have time to look at that, but I see that score in there. Um, it becomes a resource. You're just up at this nice intuitive benefit. Could do baseball, hockey, um, to whatever you bond with.
0: Greg posted in, uh, oh. in the, um, uh, the the Eagles game about you know uh, the, the the last minute or two win and you know he was it's it's his team and you know of course Super Bowl champs and he was sweating that one out and, and it was a simple but yet very I believe effective effective post a great idea Jeremy partnerships yeah you know we're really seeing this
1: blossom and I think um, as an independent repair shop owner wherever I can. Capture large volume of business. I want to partner with some of those companies. So, um, you know, for instance, um, the one that's you know just emerged uh, is uh, RepairPal certified shops. Uh, RepairPal went out and built this wonderful relationship with CarMax, and now we have a resource of cars who need service. So, CarMax is a huge organization. Um, for me to go knock on their door individually as an individual shop owner probably wouldn't happen. So, what I'm doing is looking at how do I connect with some of these larger companies and. I, I think as the autonomous car comes online and car ownership changes, and um, we have to be able to follow the ownership of the car. Who owns the asset? And if, you know, if the manufacturers, how do I get in and partner? So I'm looking at, at partnerships and what larger companies can I connect my shop with as an individual repair shop owner to get large amounts of business. Now I don't need, you know, if I get three or four cars per week from five strategic partners, oh my gosh, that's a huge boon to my car count. You know, our car count's 160 a month right now. So that's business that will come in. And if it has a double arrow, I'm going to follow that all day long. So I would just keep my eyes open to starting to, to develop partnerships with key uh, strategic alliances where, that can drive you large amounts of business.
0: I wrote down Think National with local impact. Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: He, that was such a great segue into you know partnerships and, and uh Uh, you know, things too. It's, it's really, uh, somebody who runs the show really knows how to put things in line and tee it up perfectly. So A plus there. Um, I know this isn't for everybody. And again, we always have to look at each individual shop, uh, your area, your city, your state work on all the different things. But I have seen a couple different groups that, uh, get together different shops. And I was thinking like, Get together with four other shops in a nine to 15 mile radius and pull your your resources. So either do some co-marketing or even do maybe bigger, uh, you know, car shows or things like that. I'll see somebody do a car show, you know, um, and and it's really generally just them. So if we could do something where there was, uh, you know, four people that obviously would be a lot bigger. In Arizona, there's a group, I think there are about 25 plus shops, uh, Dallas, Texas, um, Northern Dallas, Texas, I work with a group that has, I think they have six shops. Um, so they do their individual marketing, but they're spaced out enough so they're not stepping on each other's toes. If the consumer happens to move, hey, we have one shop that's within our network that we can we can kind of, if the shop or the car happens to break down, that's three cities over. They seem to have kind of have that covered. So there is, there is a way. Pleasanton, California, I have uh, four uh, Kukui shops there. One is a domestic shop, one is a European shop, uh, one is a more Honda's and Toyota's. Um, and they seem to work really well together. But I mean, again, there's a clear line. The domestic shop, only domestic. European shop, only European. So again, not for everybody. But it may be something to uh, look into.
0: So that's a great idea. And it's time to it's it's necessary that we start doing more of this. Um, we as independents have to stick together and it, and it's going to be a very tough haul against the big box retailers. and there's no reason why we can't be working together more and and be open to it and and get our egos off the shelf and embrace each other. Um, I don't believe that the shop down the road's competition. I, I think there's enough for everyone. I, I think we can help each other grow a much bigger, better, stronger, uh, independent aftermarket. Thank you for that, allowing me to get up on my soapbox for a minute. Todd, one more thing here about um, networking.
2: You know, um, networking is a really, really powerful uh you know, tool to really dive into. And we could do one, again, a whole show on that. But uh, kind of in, in Kikui, everybody who uh, sells for Kikui, uh, we go through a, a class and we really dive into networking. So if you think about it, I can call the shop, okay? But every single shop, if we think of every shop, there is a parts person that goes in, there's a uniform person, there's a... Ah, uh, oil person that goes—you know—into that shop. There might be technology, all sorts of different uh, people that are what we call power partners. They are talking to a large group of some you would be interested in getting in front of. So there is a lot of groups out there. Uh, Jeremy was just outlining that. It was a again perfect tee up. If we think of the there's B and I groups out there that business international. Um, there's different ones in every city. I was watching uh, Dave Tool. Host. And Dave has post his BNI and group every single week, and he's got somebody in insurance, a real estate broker, somebody in mortgage. Um, you could have somebody in dental, all of those things. And by literally having that network of folks, he's able to get out in front a lot more potential customers and vice versa. So working on your network is, is huge to complement all the other components should be, don't be scared of it. Go join one of the groups and um, you'll you'll have a really, you'll have a good time. You really will.
0: Great, great point. BNI is the largest, the world's largest referral network. So why would the dentist be in that? Because he needs teeth. Why would the roofer be there? Because he needs houses. Why would Dave be there? Because he needs cars. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And there's no doubt that they can all learn from each other, too. Great point. Thank you so much for that. That was the 21st tip. Oof. But we have bonuses. We, have, we always have bonuses. <laughs> now, let's do 22. Okay. Tip 22 bonus. Mark?
3: Refresh me, guys. I left the papers on my desk. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Mark. It's the uh, women's uh, how-to classes. Oh, we're having—that's our, our first one. That's right. Uh, we sent a, a mass email out and uh, and put it on Facebook, and we're sharing it with all our friends and everything. And we're getting a lot of responses. And we ask them what they want to learn, what they want to know. And we're getting back where families have new drivers coming in, and they want to know how the kids how to change a tire, and uh, check oil, and we're going to do all that for them. The whole crew is going to be here on a Saturday. And we're going to, you know, have a little feeding for them and then uh so far we've got you know we just started this is we just send this mass mailing out and so far i've gotten eight back or ten two more today and seven have been seven has been yes three have been no i know everything but that's good we're and we're going to do three more and see if i want to get at least ten before i do all this that's our first one you never know on a first one and we'll just have a saturday and, and we'll have it in the morning till noon and then uh, have a little luncheon for them or something, and then uh, and see what they can do. We have all the, every car will have a hoist on they can play with. It.
0: Did you so, say you had seven?
3: Seven, yes, and so far I, yes.
0: I would do it no matter uh, I would I, I, I would still do it. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. You know why? Okay. You got to get one under your belt because seven right. gets you ten, ten get you twelve, thirteen. You know you you got to be able to go out and tell people, wow, we had a great turnout. We had seven great customers here, and um, I love it. Thank you so much for that.
3: The whole idea. I'm hoping that just to bring our customer, their customers bring their friends too, yep. their kids, and show everything. Then they'll tell their parents. You yeah, know, just I hope it expands that way. Make the day is to make hope we make some appointments for the next week or something like that. Something.
0: Thank you, Mark. We've done a lot of shows, or at least a lot of service professionals have come on the show and talked about women's car care clinics and those kinds. So just go to the website, type in women's car care clinic. I'm sure a bunch of episodes will come up. But I also want to give kudos to Patrick McHugh. When I interviewed him a while back, he talked about middle school automotive STEM classes, and he Ah. just goes to he goes to his his customers and says, "Listen, I'm holding a middle school um, STEM class on the." automobile, because that's a computer running on wheels, you see. And there's a lot of high tech to teach kids that. And he asks the parents to find someone from the middle school. It's their child or a friend. And they do the recruiting for him. And they uh, come on this certain date and they come in and he absolutely has a blast exciting our youth. And, you know, let's go back to the technician shortage. Let's go back to the real grassroots effort, the real grassroots effort is, you know, kind of it starts in high school, but I really believe it starts in middle school. And uh, so thank you and hats off to Patrick on that. Where do you get an outline and a PowerPoint for that? You don't. You just, in your gut, feel for a couple of hours, what am I going to talk to these, you know, children, these middle schoolers, these kids about? And it'll just flow. I don't think you, don't let content be a barrier. Just do it. Just let one of your texts do it. We have two more bonus tips. Mark, I'm gonna give you this next one. Okay, I got it. it my, I got my employees all
3: nice jackets, not cheap ones. These are really nice. I spent a lot of money on them, the guys look great. And my good employees that stay with me a long time. <laughs> you know, but they, when they go out when it's cold, they got this really nice jacket with our logo on. And people actually, they remark about our logo on our jackets and they look at the, this really nice jacket. And, and, and especially when they're out in the public, and you know, it's just, it's it's kind of a nice feeling and employees like it. And and this and one thing calling she's the one who brought that up too, to do that. And she looks good in the jacket and she, she has no problem going out and advertising our business with that jacket on. It really helps a lot of people really like it. They really, and the customers really, they, they, they talk about them too, pretty
0: nice. We have had a ton. Thank you for that, Mark. We've had a ton of chatter in the uh, in the chat box here on Zoom. And Some of these are, are are fabulous. I wish we could get to them and 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 uh, and, and talk about all of them. What I will attempt it to do, I think I turned on a feature in Zoom that I could capture these chats and then bring them up into the show notes page. Even though uh, the panel may not have answers for you, I think we could. Uh, we could maybe do something with them. And I, and I do appreciate the, 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 the great response that we've had on Zoom and uh, I'm sure on Facebook. Uh, f- one final bonus here. By the way, before we do that one final bonus, I want to thank Todd Westerland, CEO of Kukui, Jeremy O'Neill from Freedom Automotive, Hesperia, California, and president of uh, Advisor Fix. And Mark Goldsmith, Mark's independent service, Chatsworth. California. How could it be cold? The guys who have to wear the jacket when they go out when it's cold. Let me see. Chadsworth, California, Buffalo, New York. You don't know what cold is. <laughs> Maybe when it's chilly, they have to wear the nice jacket. Todd, I'll give you the, the final word, our, our final bonus. You know, I was thinking on
2: this while I was sitting here and I thought, Carm, I, it's, it's always about being sharp on your toes. I got a great one. So, you know, our last tip from all of us to you guys out there is there's there's over 63 tips. So watch all three episodes and go and and implement those. There, there will be huge benefits. So to go a step further, the first person that documents either by video or pictures and does 60 of these tips, and you send it to Karm. I will send you a $1,000 check from Kukui gotta do 60. There's a couple in there. I was looking at going, well, maybe that I think that's fair, but you go do, if you got jackets right now. Mark just said, I know shops out there. That's one down. Okay. You're in a BNI group two down go.
0: I love it. 60. Wow. How generous. And you know what? It, it, it's genuine. And I think it's coming from all of our hearts to go out and say, change or be changed. Implement or get out. Be proactive, not reactive. Take the list, check it down, and you'll be better for it. Yeah. Wow. And you could go to the website, go to every one of the show notes pages, copy, clip, cut, and paste, put it into a great document, and and start working it. So the first one that documents 60 of the tips that we've talked about in the last three episodes will get $1,000 from Todd Westerlin and Kukui. Wow. Well, show me the money. Well, it was one of our tips back
2: there. I was looking at, I said, well, how could we get them to do that? And then I thought, you know what? Somebody may be 40 of those tips through. And I go, just a little bit of work. Hey, I'll take that thousand bucks. Sure. Sure. It. It's gonna be great for the shop. And we, you know what? We should do a show and talk to that shop.
0: Yes, we should. We uh, we'll, we'll plan on doing that. We, yeah, we'll get that person on and we'll talk about how they implemented the tips. Great follow-up. I love it. This, this, is, this is what I do for a living. Embrace, engage, build community. I love it. Hey, thank you all for being here and uh, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks again.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you, Carm. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
0: You too. Thanks, Todd. Hey, thanks, guys, for another great exchange of ideas to inspire all aftermarket professionals. Hey, and thank you to Todd Westerlin from Kakui for the $1,000 challenge. You may have many of these tips already implemented. So when you've documented 60 of the 68 tips discussed in all three parts, please send it to me at CARM at remarkableresults.biz. Now, it may cost you a few bucks to implement these tips, but the payoff could well make it worth your while. The first in and documented will win $1,000 from Kukui. Listeners, you know my email. Here it is again, carm at remarkableresults.biz. Continued success, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time.